Right, so how the fuck are we going to pay for this brewery? Fuck knows. <laughs> fuck knows. <laughs> BJ's. <laughs> <laughs> Hey podcast listener, welcome to Operation Brewery, where we take you inside our business as we aim to go from beer lovers to brewery owners. I'm Dan, with my mates Eddie and Govs, we are Black Hops Brewing. This week we take you inside our long and sometimes nerve-wracking process of raising money for our new brewery and cellar door on the Gold Coast, Australia. So at the end of 2014, we set this goal of opening a physical brewery in 2015. Pretty ambitious given we'd only made one beer and only a few months ago we were doing a homebrew in Govsy's garage. But we have a problem. It costs quite a bit of money to open a brewery and we don't have enough. We made a few estimates and set about figuring out a way to get the money. We put together a pitch deck and mentioned it a few times up in our blog. We had a bunch of people reach out to us to see what we were up to and we started emailing back and forward and organising meetings. One of the first meetings was with Paul, a craft beer lover from the Gold Coast. This is Gov's catching up with Paul early on. Okay, so we, we started Black Ops Brewing just over six months now, and we've been contract brewing at a few different local craft breweries in Brisbane and the Gold Coast region, mainly in southeast Queensland, and we've been selling those beers to all the local bars just to get a uh, bit of local feedback from the the community and also from to build start building a relationship with the the, the bar owners and um, the other guys in the in the scene and we've been slowly moving towards building our own brewery here on the Gold Coast so that's been our plan for some time now and we're we're getting towards making um, some big steps towards that so where we're at now is we're looking we've done our research into the um, into the local industry into the craft beer scene and and seeing where we can actually fit in and, and where our place would would be best used so we've been approached by a couple of people to do a, a brewery in brisbane so i'll just jump in here me and eddie realized early on that govs is pretty damn good at doing these pitches so we generally kept pretty quiet and let him do his thing after each one we'd have a conversation about what went well and what sort of resonated with the person and After the previous one, we made one tiny comment about the fact that we'd been spoken to about doing it in Brisbane and we had a couple of investors who were keen about that and the fact that we really wanted to do it on the Gold Coast. And Govs just like picked up that piece of information and threw it into this conversation like it was always there. And that was the kind of thing he'd do while we worked on these pitches with people. And so by the time we'd done a few of them, we ended up having a lot of messages in there that we knew people would really relate to. But we always wanted... Um, to be to be based on the Gold Coast, we're all Gold Coast guys. There's yeah. five or six breweries in Brisbane. We don't want to get um, lost in there. We'd rather see uh, the, the Gold Coast grow, um, like the like Brisbane has over the past few years. So we really feel that the Gold Coast needs another brewery or another two or three, maybe. So we'd like to be yeah. one of them. Um, the the craft beer scene on the Gold Coast has been pretty quiet for about the past five years. There hasn't been much happening, but it's been slow and steady. And in the past twelve months, it's really starting to ramp up. And that's, I think, in response to the the craft beer scene in Australia as a whole. A lot of a lot of people are um, really moving towards craft beer. It's starting to become more mainstream. It's it's not. Um, considered, you know, wanky. It's not, it's not for the elite. It's it's for the regular guys. People uh, are, are doing it not just with beer, but they're doing it with their food. 
they're going yeah. to going to the local markets. They want to know where things come from. They want them to be fresh and they want them to be made right. So, um, yeah, it's really exciting time to be in the in the whole craft beer scene, and uh, we're excited to be opening a brewery. So we've looked at Sydney, Melbourne, and Brisbane as case studies for what's been happening, particularly Melbourne and Sydney, because they're quite advanced. A lot's been going on there. I think there's, you know, there's over 30 breweries in Melbourne now, um, and there's probably over 10 in Sydney. So they've got a really established market. Um, they're doing a lot with contract brewing. They've got some great breweries, great beer coming out of there. So it's given us some insight into to kind of where the rest of the country is heading. Um, not that we want to follow the follow the rest of the guys, but it's uh, good to get an idea of, you know, the. What's, what lies ahead and um, where we can kind of direct that towards the Gold Coast market. Yeah, sure. Cool. All right. So I'll talk a little bit about us. So Black Ops Brewing, um, what we're doing. So in our goal is to be open uh, by the end of 2015. And when we set that goal in January this year, it we, we all knew it was pretty ambitious and it, there was going to take a lot of things going our way to make that happen and to make that succeed but we also thought it was it was really important to, to set a high standard and to, to set a high goal for us to really motivate us to get the, the ball rolling and it's done exactly that we've we've been um, pushing really hard to get where we are now and um, ultimately open our own venue so we're pretty pretty excited to be potentially sharing that journey with um, guys like yourself. Yeah. And um, so to get a little bit of traction on what we've actually been brewing over the past six months, um, our first brew was uh, an eggnog stout. We brewed it out at uh, Tambourine Village back in October last year. We got 14 kegs out of the batch and um, we, we sold out that entire batch before it was even kegged. So that was just through contacts in Brisbane and the Gold Coast. We, we got approached by um, breweries interstate um, and out of the southeast Queensland market, but we we didn't have any beer to sell. We could have sold probably 30 of those kegs easily. Um, we, we chose to go with an eggnog stout mainly because it was uh, it had an interesting story behind it. It was the whole reason that we came up with the idea for Black Ops Brewing. It was when Eddie approached... Um, approached me at a pub we were sitting around having a beer and he came up with an idea to brew this eggnog stout and I, I just love the idea of it so we we decided to home brew it with no real vision of starting a brewery behind it but the the three of us guys we seem to we kind of have that dynamic between us that um we don't do things in halves <laughs> and and we we kind of get the ball running and just blast through the gate and uh, and look back and go, holy shit, how do we get here? So it was it was actually pretty well received, and it was I think it was good to to launch with uh, an eggnog stout because it's a a beer that not many people would expect, and b it's it's not a it's not a pale ale, it's not an IPA, it's not a popular style at the moment that every brewery's doing, and. I think if we'd launched with a pale ale, we could have launched with a beautiful pale ale, but it would have been lost in the uh, in the rest of the market, and it would have just been another pale ale on the shelf. We wanted people to walk into bars and see eggnog stout and just think to themselves, "I've got to try that," which which I think is is what happened. 
and um, we it was well received. People were were trying our beer that had never drunk a stout before, which is pretty exciting. Um, a lot of people, some people said, you know, it's a bit ambitious for your first beer, but I think that was important. If you're going to try and make a mark in the uh, in the industry, you, you may as well make a, try and make a big one. And, and you know, pray that it pulls off. <laughs> yeah, that's exciting, yeah. So from that eggnog stout, we brewed about 15 pilot batches just in at home in the garage, um, perfecting recipes, trying new styles and, and, and trying to um, test the limitations on styles and get people thinking outside style guidelines and, and take in some aspects of certain beers that people like and make them maybe a bit more approachable, a bit more drinkable, invite new people to try our beers that may be a bit uh, intimidated by craft beer, but also not be too bland and boring that we, we're not um, interesting the craft beer geeks like ourselves at the end of the day you know we all like love good beer so it's important that the the beer that we make is is pretty exciting for ourselves which um yeah i think we've done so these pitches went for about an hour and probably a little bit too long for a podcast but we went through all kinds of details like what the market opportunity was talking about what's happening in the u.s and what's starting to happen in australia and the other cities looking at our projected revenues and costs so we can't fit it all into this podcast but Let's skip ahead to talk about marketing because this is something I'm passionate about and the cool thing about our marketing is it's not costing us really any money, but it is working. We're getting a lot of attention for the content we're putting out there and Paul found us through that attention we've been getting and through the content. So we knew that talking about that was something that he was going to be able to relate to and it's also something that makes us pretty different to what other people are doing in the space. So that's why we wanted to really talk about this with Paul. So our... Our marketing and growth strategies. So marketing is a, is a really important one, obviously, for any business. We've been self-marketing up until this stage. Now, some people might suggest, you know, you need to have a, a strong, healthy marketing budget. But we're pretty lucky that we've got Dan on board. Dan's been a self-promoting marketer for several years now, and he's grown several businesses into, you know, into million-dollar businesses. He's written a best-selling book on on starting a business he's he's currently writing another book on on marketing so we're pretty confident that uh, you know we we can rely on dan to to point us in the right direction for marketing and it's also saving us a lot of money and we're doing it really old school we're doing it word of mouth we're doing events where we show up to and and meet people and talk about our story and, and, and share our beer with them directly we're obviously on heavily involved in social media and focusing on growing that organically. We're not out to buy 10,000 Facebook followers and have none of them engaged in what we're doing. We'd rather have 100 followers and, and have 90 of them engaging us, which is, is really important to us. So our, our story is resonating with beer lovers at the moment. We're getting great feedback. We're very open about what we do. We share a lot of the information regarding how we've gotten to this stage, what steps we've had to take, how much things have cost us, where we've sourced certain products and really encouraging people to follow in our footsteps because we'd, we'd love to see more craft breweries in Australia. The more the merrier. And I think, I really do think having that transparency builds a lot of trust with people. You're not, uh, you're not seen as though you're just trying to sell a quick keg and make a quick buck you're, you're really 
behind the story and behind the passion that's, that goes into your beer. And, you know, that, that's real for us and, and it's important that we make that clear of what we're trying to achieve here. It's a bit more than just starting a business. I mean, if most people wanted to start a business and make quick money, they probably wouldn't start a brewery. It's, uh, it's a lot of hard work and uh, a lot of long days, but if the passion's there, it's, uh, it's totally worth it. So we've also made a focus to have a good relationship with the craft beer media, so bloggers, reviewers, um, event organisers, uh, bar event managers, so that we can have good exposure through their mediums, but also um, helping to support them and supporting other breweries and other bars and, and, and supporting new bars that open up and not just selling them a keg of beer, but actually going to their opening nights and, uh, and meeting the guys and, and building relationships with, with all these guys in the industry. It is quite an awesome scene, the craft beer scene. It's, it's not, like you're not a cutthroat industry where people are very segregated and, and out to get each other. It's, it's quite an open, sharing, loving, harmonious industry, which is pretty cool, which we love about it. So I should say at this point that um, going to bars and drinking beer is, is a pretty good job. And Eddie, turns out, is really, really good at it. <laughs> and he, everyone loves him and he's been able to develop these really great relationships in Brisbane and, and the various bars I've been going to. And what we normally did in these pitches was when we had an opportunity to sort of talk up one of the other co-founders, we would do that. So often if we talked about this networking aspect, we'd mention the fact that Eddie's been doing it and, and that he's been doing really well at it and he's really good at it. Or if we talk about the product, we'd talk about... Uh, you know, the number of beers that Govs has brewed that ended up in the Hottest 100, which is, like, most of the Queensland ones, um, or, like Govs mentioned before, about my content and background. So we try to build each other up because normally when we met with these investors, they didn't really know who we, we were as a group of three people, and we tried to focus on what our individual skills were and, more importantly, like, how that is different to other breweries and the fact that we're, we've got a, a group of three people that have totally different skills that combined ends up becoming something that's really valuable to a company. So we really focused on that during these pitches. So let me just tell you a little bit about who we are, uh, the guys behind Black Ops Brewing. So there's Dan, myself, and Eddie. Dan, as I mentioned before, he's, he's built a multi-million dollar WordPress business in under two years. He's written award-winning, uh, award-winning content. He travels the world giving keynote speeches to other entrepreneurs, he's got a quite a big following in that uh, in that scene, and he's got a lot of value to bring to a business. And he brings some great new ideas that have a lot of successful strategies that have worked for him in other industries that I think a lot of people in the craft beer scene probably haven't even thought about. So we've got some exciting other avenues to to pursue along the lines of we're we're looking at doing a podcast. Um, we're heavily involved in doing our blog, engaging our, our readers and our followers. They can subscribe and um, read about our story and hear about how we've achieved what we've done. Then there's um, then there's myself. So I've been brewing for as long as I can remember now. I can't even remember what I did before that. I think it's been about eight years commercially. Um, I've worked in nearly every craft brewery in southeast Queensland. I've 
brewed just last year. I brewed four out of the seven Queensland beers that made it into the hottest 100. Um, so I've had a bit of success in that regard. I've also brewed the first Queensland beer to make it into the top 10, which was exciting last year. So I believe that I can bring some quality to our product and not just have a good business strategy, but also have good beer, which is you know obviously going to be the determiner of whether we're successful or not. People are going to have to love our beer, otherwise it's it's none of it's all, none of it's worth it at all. And then there's Eddie. So Eddie, I'm still not sure what he does for a living. I've, I've asked him about 10 times. I think it's something to do with trains and computers, but um, all I know is he's keen to get out of it. And uh, he's fantastic in the regard that he has great relationships with every bar owner, barman, distributor, delivery man, anything to do with craft beer, he knows them. And that's been dated back for several years now based on his passion for the craft beer industry. So he's a genuine guy. He's he's not a salesman out there trying to sell people beer. He's, you know, you call him most nights of the week and he's at some bar in Brisbane drinking with all the, uh, all the owners and, and bar managers. So he's a fantastic guy to have. He's a genuine bloke. He's, he's not intrusive he, he he'll walk into a bar and he'll sell them two kegs of beer without them even realizing it because he's just not aggressive he's just down to earth and and yeah just a really nice guy so i think he's a he's a really good secret weapon that we've got very un, unsuspecting <laughs> he'll he'll do very well uh so we've kind of i think we bring some very unique uh, skills to the table, and I think between us, you know, we can really drive this forward. So that's kind of hard for us to listen to back, but I think this is the kind of stuff that investors really care about. Like they want to know who the team is and how we're different from other people. So we really focused on that in our pitch. We talked about other stuff as well. Um, talked about the area we're looking at opening in and Corumban and what's going on there on the Gold Coast. The other thing we were really interested in is Paul and Tanil and why. They wanted to be involved in Black Ops. We had a number of investors come reach out to us and we even had offers from other people, but we really wanted the right fit for this person. So so we asked Paul to talk about himself a little bit and why he was interested in investing in Black Ops. Yeah, so I guess with um, with Avalyn, I mean, I came, I came over here 10 years ago and part of that original route was to go to the USA and I landed in the USA and I remember the beers being very bland back in the USA in 10, year, 10 to 12 years ago. Um, back there four years ago and I gradually was getting into the craft beer scene and noticed that it absolutely had changed completely in the USA I mean you were talking earlier about it taking over 8% of the um, sales in the States I can completely see how that changed and coming to Australia I travel a lot around um, Australia with work so I'm constantly in Brisbane Sydney, Melbourne So unfortunately we lost a bit of the audio there with Paul but it was cool to just hear him talk about the fact that he'd been to the US before the craft beer thing took off, been there after it and saw it taking off, and then came to Brisbane and like went to Bruce Vegas and you know went to Newstead and Green Beacon and all these places that were sort of popping up around Brisbane and loved what he saw and just saw the fact that this was sort of following what was happening in the US. And that's really what we wanted because we kind of feel like what's happening in Australia now is going to follow what's happened in the US um, to some extent, and and we want to be part of that, and we wanted to talk to people who could see that. So Paul Paul could clearly see that, and and that was a really good sign for us. 
Um, so where were we up to? We, I was just simply saying about, obviously, we we spent a bit of time at the Bruce Vegas. Yep. And, you know, as just going around the, the breweries and seeing the different events that they had on in all the different bars and the pubs and things there, um, there was a huge following that we were... In, in quite a way, a bit envious of the fact that Brisbane had it and the Gold Coast didn't have that. Um, and, you know, my my background sales, it's not brewing beer, but um, we, we both were very keen on bringing something like that to the Gold Coast. Whether We talked about doing something for the past 12 months, you know, ourselves, whether, how do we do it though? Um, and the problem was, you know, my role is um, I'm not a brewer at the end of the day. So what... I've been doing was following you guys on your social media uh, from, you know, over the past six months and following your Facebook page and seeing the Instagram page. And um, we actually uh, saw um, one of your beers. I think it was a Gold Coast Pale Ale down at Pickle one day and we went down and tried that. Um, obviously, I, only, I love supporting the locals, you know. Um, and then to be sat here one night and just suddenly flick on my Facebook feed and see the see that you guys were um, potentially opening a brewery and looking for investors for us was a real sort of... Um, uh, it got me thinking straight away, you know. Uh, we had a conversation within literally two or three minutes and, you know, it was something that I couldn't pass. It was an opportunity that was instantly had to get in touch with you guys and just try and pursue a bit further. So I think it was literally... Um, the following morning, I sent an email off to you guys, and yeah, here we are today having a chat about obviously uh, your plans. So, of course, Paul had questions. Here's an example of the sort of question he'd ask. Yeah, I guess I guess a couple of questions. Obviously, since uh, looking through your plan proposal that you sent through, um, one thing that interests me is sort of you. You mentioned obviously uh, setting up the brewery and having things running by the end of the year. Would you be able to further? Um, Go and go into and maybe explain some of the timeframes that you guys are thinking at the moment and sort of. Yeah, absolutely. So, firstly, the most important thing for us is to to get fully funded to have to have all the uh, capital that we need to get started. As soon as we get that, which we're hoping to to resolve in the next month, and once we've got that, we will have uh, all the all the paperwork written up, account set, uh, shareholder agreements made. And then we can start looking at placing an order for our equipment. So we've, I've spent the past probably three months dealing with a number of manufacturers of brewing equipment in China um, to get our to get our equipment. So we are probably two two weeks away from finalising a decision on who we're actually going to go with. It's been quite an extensive process on, on making sure that we we get the right equipment. It's it's important that we. Uh, set ourselves up not to just be able to brew next year but to be able to brew in 2017, 18, 19 and 20 so we are f- trying to to be very smart with our money and set ourselves up to be able to expand the, the brewery so that's based on our decision to go with a 2000 litre system we uh, are looking at getting five fermenters to go with that and then we can build upon build on that as our, our company grows and then uh, the next step would be to secure a premises. So those two processes kind of go hand in hand. It's pretty difficult to have a premises without a brewery or, or a brewery with nowhere sure. to go. So we've been concurrently working on both. 
Now, we've narrowed the location down to probably two or three different properties. We were looking in Corumban and also in another industrial estate in Miami. Now, Miami is fantastic because it's quite close to a number of other bars and restaurants that gets a lot of traffic, you know, Thursday through to Sunday, which sure. would be quite quite valuable to our, our on-site bar that we feel is, you know, pretty important to have. However, the Corumban area is a lot more affordable and we believe it's it's going to be an emerging market. I think when you look at cities, at when different suburbs start to become little meccas where people love to go, the first thing you see is coffee shops. And we're just starting to see a few little boutique coffee shops open in Corumban. There's, there's, there's already a, a pub, there's a bottle shop, there's a, a new Mexican restaurant opening up. So they're all telltale signs that Corumban is starting to grow and people are starting to go there to, to eat and drink. So for the production side of the brewery, it doesn't really matter where we are. However, having that cellar door, which is really valuable, you, you can you know, really grow your business having a, uh, a cellar door attached to your brewery. And that's what we want, particularly for the Gold Coast, is somewhere for the locals to come and try our beer, um, to meet us, to see how we do it, to see, see our ingredients, you know, meet the farmer that comes and picks up our grain, talk to the guys that we um, collaborate with, the, the home brew clubs to come and have somewhere to, to hold their meetings. So we feel that Corumban will be ultimately where we go. And yeah, as I said, we've probably got a couple of couple of options there that we've, we've, we're negotiating with uh, the real estate agents with about getting the right um, lease. And if we were to sort to project, say, from this year forward, say three years, where where do you see Black Hops? Oh, very good question. Um, so initially, our first year obviously is establishing ourselves. As, uh, as an operating brewery on the Gold Coast. So we'll be focusing on supplying predominantly into our local immediate area. We do have some contacts interstate and we will be looking to, to slowly venture into capital cities around Australia but really focusing on supplying to the local area and getting our having our growth quite organic and not growing too quick that our quality sacrifices so in our projections you'll see our, our break-even points are, are quite achievable they're not astronomical we we believe we can do that and and really focus just in southeast queensland and northern new south wales initially in the yep. following second and third year we would be looking to go into packaged products so initially we've budgeted we haven't budgeted for a bottling machine in itself but we would be looking to have the facility to bottle very small scale just to supply the cellar door so people come in and uh, try our beer, they can take away a six-pack, but we wouldn't be selling into to bottle shops or bars or restaurants or anything like that. That would come in the second and third year, mainly because a bottling machine or a canning line, they're, they're quite expensive ventures. And, you know, we could easily spend several hundred thousand dollars on getting that set up properly. Because if, if you go in half-assed with packaging, you don't make any money. You, you have, All your costs go into labour. You haven't got the production to be able to fill 
large orders. So you really shoot yourself in the foot, I think, and going half-assed into a production line. So that would come in in the second and third years if we hit our projections. And that's when we would start targeting uh, bottle shops nationwide. So I should say that when we met with Paul and Tennille, um we instantly connected with them and we just love these guys. Like you can tell when Paul talks about his passion and what he wants to see on the Gold Coast and the way he's been following what we're doing. And like we, we just instantly connected. It was like love at first sight. So we, we had other opportunities with other investors. Um, we had other offers that we turned down. But once we had the first meeting with Paul and Tennille, we pretty much decided that we wanted them on board. So a few weeks went past and... Paul got in contact and made us an offer for 20% of the business for the same amount of money we're looking for. And we, we were originally looking for to offload 10% of the business for that amount of money. So it was effectively half the valuation we were looking for. We had opportunities with other investors at the full valuation, but we really wanted Paul and Tennille on board. So we started a bit of a negotiation around um, how much of the business Paul would get for his investment. Here's a call I had with Eddie just after we got Paul's offer of uh, 20% of the business. So, so this Simpo dude, I emailed him. He hasn't replied yet, has he? No, not that I know of. No. So well, I em- where did that email come from where he said, nice article? No, he texted me. Oh, he just texted you? Like, literally, literally. Yeah, literally, exactly when I sent that email, he sent me a text saying, what's, what, nice article, what's happening? And I sent him this email. So basically what I said before, I just said, I thought I'd send this via email so we have a record. I added that bit in. And then I said... Because we have verbal offers asking for our valuation, we aren't prepared to make a counter to your 20% at this stage. But if you send something close to 10%, we'll consider it. Yeah. And then he's just rung me. He hasn't replied to that. So he's texted me. I'll text him back saying, check the email. But then he's just rung me. Oh, right. Um, and I accidentally, like, I think it just ha- happened, like, instantly as I opened my phone or something. And I think I just, like, bumped his call straight away before I even saw him calling. Oh. Um. But yeah. then, yeah, but then I texted him and said, I'll call you back. All right, well, I'll ring, I'll ring this dude back. I'll try not to say a number and just tell him. Maybe he's just going to say, like, well, well, what what offer should I make sort of thing. Mm. You kind of said it in the email. I just said closer to 10. Something something close to 10 and we're probably on. Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. I'm going to give him a mm. call. So on this particular day, we couldn't get hold of Gov, so it was kind of up to me to chat with Paul and see what was up. I'd never done anything like this before and, and none of us had raised money for a business before so it was kind of new and we were all a little bit nervous. Um, you can tell that in the next call I have with Paul but I was happy with what he had to say. Oh, Paul speaking. Hi, Paul. It's Dan. How are you going? Hi, mate. How you been? Good, thanks. I'm just calling from my computer and the, the Skype thing records automatically. Is that all right or do you want me to stop recording it? Yeah, fine. No problem, mate. Yeah, no problem. Okay, cool. Um, sorry, I, you when you called before, I just like literally swiped my phone and then... You disappeared, so I think I might have like ditched you without like before I saw you ringing or something. Ah, uh, that's no problem. I don't get offended, mate. <laughs> easily, no <laughs> panic. Yeah, um, I just thought I'd give you a buzz because obviously I'm I'm busy at work at the minute with myself, so we're going back backwards and forwards via email. It's just sometimes easier to pick up the phone and yeah. have a chat. Yeah. So where are you guys sat at the moment? How's, what's your thoughts? Obviously, I got your email. Yeah. Well, I, I guess like like my main concern is like your the current offer at 20 percent is so far away from what we can sure. get um and what we're asking for that if we if we come back at something a little bit more than 10 then i kind of feel like we'll end up negotiating to somewhere where we're not comfortable with 
Um, yeah, and look, I, obviously, I know, I know how it works. We, we, we don't want to come back with something, and you come, you come back with something. So we're, we're prepared to come back with the last and final um, at 12%, rather than coming at, say, 15 and keep going backwards and forwards. Okay. Um, if you guys are keen to do something at 12%, um, I would have picked 13 so that you guys just drop 1% each, but I don't like the number 13. It's a bit unlucky. <laughs> That's a good so, uh, I'll, be, I'll be prepared to drop to 12 rather than go back to 14. And uh, yeah, if you guys are prepared to do that, yeah, we're good to move forward. Okay, well that's cool. I'm I'm glad you I'm glad that's a lot closer to what we want. Um, so yeah, I reckon the boys will be keen, but I'll I'll double check and I'll um I'll send I'll, I'll send you an email. Um, but yeah, well, I, I reckon they'll be keen. Yeah, do you want me to put that in my agenda? Yeah? yeah, maybe just send through on the email and then we can just reply back and confirm it and then we can yeah make it official. But I'm I'm pretty confident they'll be keen. Yeah, sure, no problem. Hey. How you doing? Good. Our oh, pull dog's keen. For what? 12%. Done at 12? Yep. Sweet. Yep, he's going to send an email and just to confirm it. But he, he suggested it. He, he's, I'm like, I just, I don't want to come back with anything much more than 10. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm keen. I was going to say 13%, but it's an unlucky number, so let's go for 12. And I'm like, well... I reckon the boys will accept that, but um, I'll just double check and let you know. Sweet. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. It's all done. Maybe. Got to get him signed to sign an agreement or something. I'll call my accountant and see what steps now. Yeah, what the step is. I guess we. I guess we probably need a lawyer for that. I don't know. What sort of lawyer? A cheap one. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Do you know one? No. I, I'll try my What's best Ga- not to What's know Gary them. do? Yeah, I do know a few. I know my sister's a lawyer. Gary's a lawyer. He does that kind of shit. Um, I don't think I know any lawyers. Jason's a lawyer. I'm sure we could get lawyers. Claire's brother? I don't know if he does that. Probably not. No. I'll ask my accountant because he'll have... He'll... um, It's more... I think it's more of an accounting thing. Like when you're setting up a company, he'll have to sign like a contract. But I think the main thing is setting up the company, making sure he has the right shares and all that sort of shit. Mm. But yeah, that's fucking good. That's good. Sweet. All right. Well, I'll I'll let Gov's know via text because he said he he's too busy to call his brewing. Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's all Sweet. <laughs> I was flailing around on this call. I probably sounded like a dickhead, but he's anyway. He probably <laughs> can can accept that. Got what we wanted. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. All right, man. I'll talk so to you soon. So good. All right, yeah. see you, man. See ya. See ya. Hello, Paul. Hey, Paul. It's Dan. How are you going? Hey, Dan. Good, mate. How are you? Good. Yep. We're we're super keen. So. Okay. We're keen at twelve percent. You accepting or? What's that? Are you accepting the offer? Yep, definitely. I'll just I'll reply via email, but I just wanted to let you know over the over the phone. Fantastic news, mate. That's really good. Yeah, buzzing. Cool. Yeah. All right. We're well, excited. Then, Dan. Awesome. Well, I'll, I'll just reply via email, and I chatted to my accountant already. He's going to send through um, like a like a sort of like a letter of offer that explains how the shares, the like the company we set up and how the shares work. So maybe you want to send that to your accountant. But I'll just reply to accept it via email to lock it in. Brilliant. Um, yeah, and then we'll kick off the process with the accountant. Fantastic, mate. Very exciting. Yeah, appreciate that. Thank you. Cool. Yeah. Thanks, man. Um, we're really looking forward to it. So we're super stoked no, you're on board. Too, yeah, look forward to it. Wish you guys uh, all the best as well. So it's obviously why we've got involved. You know, um, we think he's obviously going to make a make a good job of it all happening. Yeah, it looks good, mate. 
Awesome. All very exciting times. Yeah, for sure. All right, man. Well, I'll chat yeah. to you soon. I'll send this email and, and chat to you later on. Cheers, Dan. Catch you later. All right, Bye. See you, Paul. Whew. So, deep breath. At the end of that, uh, we were all really excited and super keen to progress with Paul and um, start getting busy on building this brewery on the Gold Coast. We also had a chat to my mate Sam, who agreed to invest a smaller amount of money. We didn't get that on audio, but I think we'll, we'll get Sam involved later on in the podcast and have a chat to him about some ideas. So that's about it for this week. Next week, we'll be chatting about the equipment and what we're going through to set all of that up. We've had a lot of conversations about that, so stay tuned for that. Check out our blog, blackops.com.au forward slash blog, where we're putting up a lot of information about what we're doing, some of the recipes of our beers, um, different beers we've tried, how to make tap decals, every little detail about what we're doing, we're putting up there to help other people do the same. Um, And if you like this episode, please head over to iTunes, put in Operation Brewery, and leave us a review because that really helps us with our iTunes ranking and we would absolutely love you to do that and share this post on social media so other people get to listen to it. If you've got any questions, hit us up on Facebook or Instagram at Black Ops Beer and um, chat to you soon.